Hey, 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 it's your girl, Miss Jones, with Jones and with Jonesy Podcast, the podcast where we talk all millennial combo. Right now, you're tuned into the Guru Speaks Podcast, the new mouth of the South. What's cracking, man? Episode 2, Season 2, Guru Speaks Podcast. I'm back at y'all again one more time. I got to shout out my people, Shit Division Media, the team, Claude, I don't like Mike, um, Steve, shout out to T. Hey, man, we finna just get right into this shit, cuz. So the first order of business that I have is Leo Slander. I am sick and tired of people always trying to, you know, throw shade at my son, you know what I'm saying? I tell people I'm a Leo, they act like they fucking about to have a heart attack or go to some kind of cardiology, cardiac, or whatever it's called. And when I tell them I'm, I'm a Leo, it, they all, their brain, you can see like their body language and their brain going to the worst thing. And, and it's it sucks because I don't put too much stock in astrology. But I do, we do have tendencies. I, I do believe that, but that doesn't define my character. And I just wanted to share something with y'all. Um, I'm gonna share a couple facts with y'all about Leos and show y'all how extraordinary people we are. You know, um, first of all, Leo men are very um, they can make friends easy. I, I I do have that type of personality. My personality is very versatile. I can get along with anybody unless you a buster. Um, you do sideways shit or whatever, but that's a given. Um, leaders, I am that. Work hard. I have two jobs. Um, you know what I'm saying? I like to have fun. I like to laugh. These are all of the things that a Leo embodies, but at the same time, that's just who I am too. That's the essence of me. So I, I just shout out to all my Leos out there. I just hate when people, you know, oh, you're a Leo and automatically stereotype me as something that is bad. I'm already getting stereotyped because I'm a black man. You know what I'm saying? So don't double down and say some dumb shit like, oh, I bet you're this or you're... No, get to know me first and then you make your judgment. If you're whatever sign you are, I'm pretty sure you don't like people that um, stereotype you. And guess what? We have some very uh, prestigious Leos out there. Um, J.K. Rowling, the author that wrote Harry Potter. Me and her had the same birthday, July 31st. Nipsey Hussle, a Leo. Um, Robert De Niro, Leo. I just made that up. I don't know if he is a Leo, but you know, you have different people. But those two I just named, they are Leos. You know what I'm saying? But I just wanted to 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 let people know that um, with Leos, we like to love. We are dominant personalities. You know what I'm saying? I I am that. So anybody that knows me, you know, know it's not the type of thing where dominant. See, it's not bad like a, a, a negative connotation. When I say I'm dominant, that means like I like to take charge, but I don't mind being passive if it's unjust. Now, if you're just trying to like come and say some shit or whatever and it don't make sense, of course I'm going to challenge you on that. Like like I challenge Mike all the time because he say a lot of false shit. So it just... <laughs> I love you, big bro. But it's one of those things where, you know, it's it just... Let's 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 put 
you know, some stock in it, but not too much where you meet somebody, oh, you're a Pisces, you're this, you're that. Oh, I don't want to mess with you. Get to know the person first, you know what I'm saying? And then one more fact I want to share with y'all. Leo's are very determined. You know, you give us, we like to be challenged. I like challenges. I don't like shit that's too easy. Like, I don't like your girl because she's too easy. That That's a turnoff for me, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> but, it, it, you know, we like to express ourselves at the highest form, and, and, I, and that is one of the biggest reasons why Guru Speaks was born because growing up, everybody said, damn, you can talk a lot. All my older cousins, their girlfriends, like, man, your little cousin can talk. And so it, it makes sense to, you know, do this, you know, for a living, too. So um, now you're going to see me on the YouTube. So I want to see where they at now. Probably working at Church's Chicken. But second <laughs> second topic I got for y'all, man, people that want a handout. I know so many people um, that are lazy and well, not necessarily lazy, but I guess you can put that in there as far as being if you want to hand out. And I was I went on a rant on my Insta story on Friday, Thursday or Friday, no Thursday, and um, I was looking through my old archives and I was just saying like, you know, I post a picture of my very first time recording. This time last year, Guru Speaks was born. That was my first time recording. But I'm going to get to that a little later. But I also went on a rant because I was so inspired to, like, get at the Busters because I'm tired of, like, Busters getting a lot of love and fronting on social media. But um, people that want a handout, my, and what I said was if you have no physical ailments, you have no mental um, incapabilities, so anything that's stopping you from doing something, there's no excuses to get up. And, and, and get off your ass and accomplish whatever you want to accomplish. If you want to be a podcaster, stop hitting me up. Stop hitting the pour up up and who other content creators saying, hey, I want to be a podcaster. Okay, well, are you okay with being an intern? Are you okay with putting in the work? Hell, I'm not even getting paid. You know what I'm saying? So it's not about that. And my biggest thing is stop wanting the upfront shit, you know, the, the overnight success and worry about having equity in your future and securing things on the back end in your future. So if you say, Hey guru, I want to be a podcaster. Can you help me? I don't mind helping you, but I'm not about to spoon feed you this shit because nobody did it to me. Will I open the door for you? Of course I will, because I know how it feels because when I was, you know, this time last year, well, no, not this time last year when I had my first show, you know, I was trying to figure out, you know, how to get my show on, you know, the major platforms. And, you know, what pushed me was it goes back to Leo's being determined. What pushed me was um, somebody I'm not going to throw their name out there, but they told me that, oh, just Google it. And I thought they was going to help me because we go back like, you know, and literally as kids in elementary school. But. I saw they had that little movement, and I hope they watch this because you a buster. So, you know, and I see that y'all not doing y'all shit no more, so look how the tables have turned. But if you want to come, you know, mop the floors for SVM, you're more than welcome to do it. You know, we can always use some custodial help. But at the same time, but 
you know, my biggest point is stop looking for somebody to come save you. If you want to be an artist, podcaster, hell, if you want to do anything that requires work to be put in, there's, there's not a get rich quick blueprint to do this shit. It's not. Either way, you're going to have to go. You're going to have to put some kind of work in. Um, I don't care what it is in life. I mean, from... If it's easy, this shit's not going to be good. You're going to get tired of it. You're going to get bored. And it's not going to be healthy for you mentally because you're going to get burned out. You feel me? So I just feel like, you know, stop trying to wait for people to come save you or do something for for just so you can come up real quick. No, it's not, it's, it's not going to work like that. So you're going to need to actually take the time and make the sacrifice. And ultimately ask yourself... All right, this is what I'm gonna commit myself to and have some endurance about it. And there's gonna be ups and downs. You know how many times I told Mike I wanted to quit this shit? I called him personally and said, Bro, like, I'm not inspired anymore. But I know the me that started this and was so passionate about it once upon a time, I am now again, but it's valleys and peaks in this shit. Like, who knows? Next month I might be like, Man, fuck this, but I gotta remember. That same dude that wanted to start this and and that was so passionate and had all these miraculous ideas and had all these different uh, visions for myself and for my team, that person will be disappointed in me just for how I feel right now. So I'm not going to make those act on those temporary emotions and act on just how I'm feeling right now. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to. Be clear, like, there's no handout for anybody. You're going to have to pay your fucking dues. Facts. So, next subject. Social media and society pressure. <laughs> social, I, I see a lot of people always fronting on social media. It's like, and I know some people personally, you could be whoever you want, you know, in life. But it's crazy because I know the real you. Like, I know who you are, like. I don't know your Instagram name. I know who I met you. You know what I'm saying? Do I have you on my Instagram? Yeah. But this person that I know personally is totally different from who is on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? So stop f- being flawed about who you are. If you're if you're a buster, be like, Guru, I'm a buster, bro. I make dumb decisions, and that's just who I am. I would respect that about you, you know what I'm saying? So I would never trust you, you know? But if you said, but what I'm trying to get at is, okay, if you know that you work, uh, it doesn't necessarily have to do anything with where you work, but if you get on, if you get on Instagram and you say, man, I beat your ass or whatever, and you work, and, and 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 I know who you are, and you're not like that. You come from a, a good home back. You come from a silver spoon. You win bust a grape in a fruit fight like Jay-Z said. Yeah, I said a Jay-Z line. I'm, I'm surprised myself. But it just coincides with the point, so work with me here. Um, Like, I know so many people that put, portray a tough person, like, oh, I'm going to throw these hands. But, like, bro, I know you. You come from a really good background where you go to your crib and the silverware you can see your face like that's where you come from you come from 
you you don't come from the struggle and I'm not necessarily saying that that's the end all be all but I don't, I don't like when people get online in front like this is who I am like I'm guru off the camera on camera and like I don't have to get on on here in front for nothing so just for some likes and clicks and like I see some people that be one way on Instagram one way on Facebook and another way on Snapchat that's fake but but you're working yourself extra hard because at the same time you got to keep up with what Kanye said in that song um people got a fake ass facade that they can't keep up that song he said in um everything I am on graduation that was pretty much that's what I was talking about like when he said um People talk so much shit about me in the barbershop. They forget to get their haircuts. Okay, yeah, that song. You know what I'm saying? So, you if if I'm like this on Facebook and then I'm like this on on IG and then I get on Twitter, and I'm talking crazy. People that really know me like Guru, you ain't like this, bro. So stop fronting for for the camera. Like my people will call me out, especially my SVM family. Well, I can I squabble with any one of them, but I ain't worried about that. But it's you know it's you have to be true to who you are. But so stop so stop putting like that 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 out there because you know that energy that you put out there is going to you know come back. So if you're saying you know uh, I want like this one one person I know they put on their Instagram, I want you to run up on me today at work. You really want that to happen because you never know who's watching. But then the real person I know is like when, like I said, when heard a butterfly. So, you know, I just want to let, let that marinate, marinate on y'all brains. I'm in and out the topics, baby. I ain't staying long. Society pressure. My biggest thing with this is like <clears throat> everybody's like I'm approaching 30 this year, July 31st, 2020. God willing, I'll be 29. And I have some big goals for myself. And my biggest thing is I care about quality of life. And I never, I've always been the type of person, I abide by the rules and policies that I need to, I, you know, to, to maneuver through life. But I've never been the type of cat that operated on somebody else's time and, 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 and how they think I should live. And I'm going to share some personal, like, when I was a little younger, like, I always wanted to live for other people's validation i wanted to live for you know family's acceptance friends acceptance and i got to the point where that shit burnt me out and i started living for myself and so i'm at the point where i'm just cleansing you know my mind cleansing my you know not rebuilding but i'm god willing i'm about to approach another decade soon so i want to strip myself of all the, you know, toxic adolescent traits, early 20s traits, and get ready for the big 3-0 soon. And so what I'm trying to get at is I used to watch, well, this is one show on MTV. They had like a whole bunch of damn shows. You know, you get a show on MTV now. I remember when I was in high school, you get a show on MTV, you was a shit. Now you get a show on MTV, it's like, that shit probably going to last like a couple months. But they had a show called uh, AMVH1 now. <clears throat> Excuse me. They had a show called, um, pretty much it was like people my age, they're almost 30, 
and they're trying to like live out their lives. I think it's like, damn, I'm almost 30, something like that. Claude, you can Google that, please, um, so we can fact check. So we fact check on Guru Speaks. Biatch. But um, <laughs> it was these people, they wanted to like pretty much go skydiving and, and like swim with sharks and whales. Some like, you know, what you call it, um, some on the edge shit, but like, bro, you only 30 years old. And they were pretty much having a uh, quarter life crisis, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it's just like, that's just society putting pressure on, pressure's putting pressure. Excuse me, society's putting pressure on their family and their family's putting pressure on them. You need to do this by the time you're 30. You need to have this. You need to be such and such married, wife and kids. Let me tell you something. I have my I, I gave Jay-Z the blueprint. You know what I'm saying? That's how he got his blueprint. You know what I'm saying? But it's one of those things where you don't have to everybody I know in their 30s is I, I have conversations with them not being funny, but they're like guru. Bro, enjoy yourself because it's okay because I'm not even where, I was, where I'm trying to get. We're all on a journey, so you keep putting pressure on yourself like, damn, I'm 30, my life is over. You still getting, you just getting started, shit, you still in your prime, you know what I'm saying? Even 40 is still young, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like age is all, people use that shit against people, Um, you know, people are, oh, I'm, they, they know I'm young, so they oh, you ain't been through, you don't know what I've been through. Don't ever use, you know, somebody's age for or against them. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, age come with experience and wisdom, but I have a lot of it. You know what I'm saying? I've been out just since I was 15. I've been in the workforce dealing with grown-ass people since I was 15. So, you you know, I, I've experienced a lot of things in life, good and bad. But <clears throat> it all goes back to things having valleys and peaks. So when somebody said, oh, how old are you? Oh, 28. Damn, you know, you're supposed to be, says who? You? But you work at churches. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, <laughs> I see. <laughs> and I need, I'm not, I'm just making a joke, but I don't give a fuck where you work. As long as you, you have a plan, I don't care where you are. As long as you have a plan and you're trying to elevate and get somewhere else, that's all that matters. And you're self-aware. Look, look I don't want to be in this situation anymore. Like, I'm trying to elevate myself. I have a plan for, I have a one-year plan. I have a three- to five-year plan. I have a plan for the rest of this year. That's all that matters, and start executing the plan. You know it's a problem, people that don't have plans. That's their, because they don't know what the fuck they want to do. You know how many times I ask people to have different conversations because I'm a conversationalist. So I talk to people from all walks of life, girls, you know, a couple cats that I know from across the way. I'm like, yo, uh, what you trying to do long term? Oh, man, guru, I I don't know. I thought I did. But I tell them, it's okay, bro. The time is now to figure that shit out. Like, you know what I mean? So don't, it's, it's what I'm trying to get at is don't feel like that pressure of the world saying this is what you need to do because there's no fucking manual how to maneuver through life. We don't get a book when we're born said this is what you're supposed, it don't work like that. Everybody has a different journey. You took this exit to get here. That ain't where you want to be. Get back on the main highway. You know what I'm saying? So that's all it takes. And I know it's easier said than done, but I just don't respect people that just sitting, and it goes back to my topic earlier, waiting for a fucking handout, like somebody to come save them. Like, I hate wasted potential, 
And I, especially when I know somebody can do something and they're just fucking sitting there waiting and being taken care of. You only get a scholarship when you're in college, not in real life. You feel me? Like, we, we ain't doing that. Like, I, I hate that shit, man. Because, like I said, ain't nobody giving me nothing. Yeah, I come from a hardworking family, but the best thing that they gave me wasn't toy. Well, yeah, that was pretty cool and 2K and shit like that. But at the same time, the best thing that my family taught me was to get out off my ass and grind and earn my money the legal way. I could have gotten the streets, you know what I'm saying? I could have easily took the wrong route, but I wanted to make sure for my life I could still be that cool cat, get girls, and be me, you know what I'm saying, and be myself. I don't have to, back when I was in high school, you know, being the bad guy was a cool thing, you know what I'm saying? Girls weren't talking to you unless you had a couple felonies, a couple bodies. That's when Gucci Man at first called his body. <laughs> In 2005, you know, <laughs> so that was a cool thing to do. But I always wanted to, like, you know, they'll see. You know what I'm saying? So eventually, it's only two places you can end up when you live in that life, and free all my cats that's in the chain gang, because because that doesn't define you who you are. But at the same time, it just comes back to decision making, man. That's that's all it comes back to. So I just wanted to. To tell y'all it's all right, you know what I'm saying, and um, pay me your my money that you owe me. Anyway, next subject is love real. Um, this has been something that I've been struggling with to comprehend since I was pretty much old enough to know what monogamy is and love. Love to me is different components. You got unconditional, and you got you know love with your partner. Uh, you know, unconditional love comes from your family. You know, you could do the most stupidest shit in the world. Your mom's still going to love you. Your father going to love you. Your family, you know what I'm saying? Your friends, they're going to love you. And uh, the other love is just like, I see, I, it's it's always been one of those things to me where it's like, I've experienced it, you know, plenty of times. But at the same time, it's just one of those things where, how do I know that, can this shit really last a lifetime? Can this shit really, or is it going to last about 30, 20, 30 years, and then, and then what? We grow old together, and then what? So I'm just trying to really understand, you know, I've seen it from family members and, you know, cousins and, you know, friends and, you know, and even when you have a child, that's unconditional love, you know what I'm saying? That's one of those things where, you know, they say, well, you have children. That's, like, the biggest blessing that you can have. But I just always wanted to understand, like, is love something that really... I know it makes people nuts and they do crazy shit for it. But I guess I've never been... I don't know. It's just so difficult. I, I've I've given it. I give it to my, my, my fam, my friends, my SVM team. You know, I tell people how I appreciate them, but... I think the biggest thing for me is um I don't think I know how to receive it. And um it, it's it's been cuz I always feel like you know I'm I'm, I'm gonna share some of my audience. I, I I don't think that when somebody like man guru I love you or I always think man it's a catch. You know what I'm saying? I always think that somebody's up to no good and you know, yeah, I can get vulnerable on my show. It's my fucking show. Who cares? Like <laughs> 
but yeah, I, I've I've been dealing with that for a long time. Like I I I, I have no problem giving love, but it's kind of difficult for me to receive that shit. And I know somebody watching this can resonate too. Like, you know, somebody say, you know, man, you know, you're a good person. It well, it, let me let me put this disclaimer. It it depends on who it's coming from. But if it's like from you know somebody I know that's solid that really fuck with me and got love for me, of course I'm gonna take that to my bank and cash it. Unless it's Amscot. But <laughs> um, it's one of those things where it's hard. So somebody said, I love you. Do you love my circumstance or what I can do for you? Or do you really love me for me? If I lose this shit right now, like, will you still look at me the same? Will you still respect me the same? If I'm with, if I'm with you and I can't provide anymore for you, I can't give you what you want for you anymore, I can't get you those shoes or those handbags. Will you still love me the same? And that's where you have to understand the type of par partner that you're dealing with. Just like, you know, Nip, big homie Nip said, he said um, in one of his songs called I Do This, he had a bar that always hits me every time I listen to it. It's, it's, uh, it's featuring Young Thug and Mozzie. And uh, he said, Scared to give my heart to this broad paranoid. She gonna leave if my ends get low. That shit is, is a real thing because if I lose it all right now, how would you react? You know what I'm saying? So we have, and that's something that I'm working on for myself, receiving, because I know it's gotta be genuine. Somebody not just gonna give you, you know, a compliment like that out of their ass. Yeah, you have some actors and actresses, but you know, for the most part, people are genuine. So that's what I'm working on, you know, receiving love and, and and making sure that I'm open to, you know, not being so with my guard up all the time because I'm always on defense. And not saying I'm defensive, but I'm just like, okay, what's the catch? You tell me uh, something that's going to, all right, what's the catch? I, I guess I'll just be ready for the, the outcome instead of living in, in the moment, you know what I mean? So next subject. Bitter ass women. <laughs> wow. I see all the time on social media, man. It's crazy. Women talking about, you know, guys ain't ish and whatever. If somebody's saying the same, if I put it like this, I, first of all, I would ask them who, what kind of person you're dealing with. You're saying I'm dealing with, you know, so I see a lot of my IG girls saying, oh, um, leave him, do this, do that. Um, I saw one one post, the girl's like, oh, if I don't, if he don't give me what he want, I'm going to holler at his cousin. Like, shit like that. that that's that's wild. Like, but I'll leave that for the poor to talk about. But it's <laughs> it's crazy, man. But there's nothing worse. Well, bitter people, period. But there's nothing worse than a bitter-ass woman because... She always thinks that you're up to no good or you're you show her another quality or side of life. She'll either run a bitter scar woman, she'll either run from you or you try to show her like, look, I'm really a genuine guy. But it sucks because she has ran into a lot of busters, and I'm not gonna stay on this topic long, but I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get comments like, yo, I disagree, whatever, but you know. It sucks because she's not going to let you in because she's always going to think that 
oh, you're, oh, he's trying to play me or he just want one thing. And this is like, it's, it's not even like that. Like, you know, yes, we're all men and women at the end of the day, but everybody's different. And you got to understand um, when people, sh- people are going to reveal who, reveal to you who they are in due time so you just have to make sure that you're ready for that don't put too much stock in this shit don't i always this is my philosophy on like i'll underestimate and i'll over trust so it's just like you know whatever happens i'm neutral with it and uh of course you're gonna have like damn man this shit ain't work out or whatever it's gonna sting a little bit but at the same time you know at this at the end of the day you gotta know that shit just Stop being so bitter, like you feel me? Like this shit's lame, but um, but I'm gonna take a little brisade real quick. Come back with the back end of the show. I'm gonna answer some questions, and I got a good story for y'all. How Guru Speaks was born before Big Mike. Be out. I'm back, but here's here's next su- next subject I had, um. A lot of people ask me, you know, how I got started or whatever. So, I used to, um, Russell Simmons is my uncle. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways, um, I used to be in a duo called Stir the Pot Podcast. And that that show was born July 4, 2017. And um, I used to go on the original Shit Division Media household and record and Mike asked me to come through. This is like the year prior, 16. So I did it. I thought it was cool. I didn't know what the fuck. I knew what a podcast was because I was always listening to him, but I didn't know like, you know, how I worked. I just knew I, I I was entertained by listening to it. I always felt like the I was watching TV in audio form. So I always enjoyed that. So I said, I thought about it. So Big Mike was like, man, you sound good. You got a radio voice. And I'm going to tell you another insecurity about me. I hate my own voice. So when Mike said that, shit, I was just like, I, I got a radio voice. Nobody want to listen to my shit on the, you know what I'm saying? So I thought about it. And then I was like, you know what? So I told Mike, I was like, well, let me, he said, I'm going to get back to you because his business part at the time. He was like, yo, we want to see if you have your own show. And uh, Mike never got back to me. So... <laughs> You know, so I just started, I learned the, the game on my own, the podcasting game. So my homeboy Darnell, shout out to him, one of my best friends. He, uh, I said, yo, man, let's, we talk about different shit all the time. Let's fucking um, start our own shit. So he was like, yeah, let's do it. So we came up with a name, Stir the Pot Podcast. And pretty much we were saying like crazy shit for shock value. And appreciate everybody that um, was a part of that. Um, that was featured on it, you know, that listen, because that show actually taught me a lot. It was, I pretty much believe that we only did like maybe 14 shows. You can still go streaming right now to this day, but do not judge me what I was saying in 17, 18 to the man I am now, because we were saying some crazy shit. But, um, so Mike, my producer now is supposed to produce it then. I'm still holding a grudge against him for that. Cause he never came through. So I had to learn everything on my own, but it taught me how to be more self-sufficient. And that's pretty much like I was going back to early on my show 
when I was talking about waiting for a handout. Now, if I was one of those busters that was been waiting on Mike forever for the handout, I probably still been fucking waiting to this day. So he came talking about he was working. Oh man, everybody worked. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, so <laughs> um, I learned how to edit our shit. I learned how to promote it, put it out. You know, all all me and my homeboy had to do was just come with good content, and people really took it to a liking to it. But I always knew that I wanted to have my own shit, and so we, you know, my my homeboy, he's like, bro, I can't put too much time in anymore. And so I was like, you know what? All right, cool. You know, because I've been feeling like this. Man, I want to do my own joint. So right around that time, Big Mike was like, yo, let's work. But I was like, yo, this nigga going to do me dirty like he did the last time. I'm talking about he was going to produce my shit, then he'll end up coming through. But um, we, we, we threw some ideas out there and, and um, shout out to my homeboy Darnell because he helped me come up with the name Guru Speaks. Because if originally it was going to be called um, In Guru's World or some shit like that, I was going to have the artwork where it's like me, like an old like an old guy. You you look at a guru, it's like somebody like sitting there like this and it's going to have like everything on my fucking world. Like it was going to be dope, but the concept, I had the concept, but he's like, nah, man, ain't that shit Guru Speaks. So... Yeah, pretty much, yeah. It was going to be something like that. But you know how, like, you got an idea, and you about to bust a fucking vessel in your brain. You like, mm, it's almost there, but... So he was like, nah, man, ain't that shit Guru Speaks. So my homeboy actually came up with the name, and uh, I was like, all right. So I got my cousin, my one Burrow, shout out to him. He was on my last season of Guru Speaks. He came up with the artwork, did knock that shit out in, like, pff, a couple hours, sent it over. I put it out, let people look at it. If I drop my shit, they Fire, so I was like, "Which one y'all want me to pick, red or blue?" Of course, Nipsey blue, so I picked blue. And um, this right way before he even passed, that's why I picked it. And Guru Speaks was born, man. And I wanted to share that story with y'all because I was on my IG the other day. For those that listen, um, February twenty eighth, two thousand nineteen, was the first time I went to Mike's crib and um, recorded the first show, No Clout Chasing. And uh, that's when, you know, I took over SVM because I'm the hottest shit on this. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah I'm playing, yo. But <laughs> um, that was the first show, man. And I can't believe fucking time went by so fast. We're here a year later. That's crazy. I knew the anniversary is coming up in March. But February 28th was um was the first time I recorded Guru Speaks podcast, man. And... um. Yeah, that's the story. And so now I'm on my second season. Go back and listen to the first season because I laid down like 12 episodes. Now I'm on season two, episode two. And I'm on visuals now. I'm on YouTube. So that's the story. Um, so now I'm about to get into my segment question, Ask Guru. I got a question from my homeboy. My homeboy's SLA and Chill podcast. Shout out to them. They asked me, um, <laughs> what's up with this damn coronavirus? Man, I, the big, best thing I can tell you, homie, is when you go to the bathroom, wash your fucking hands two times. It's a lot of cats, trust me, I know them, that walk out the bathroom, don't wash their hands, where they pissing, taking a dump, cats just, <laughs> just walk out. Like, it ain't nothing, cuz, so... 
Just make sure you on point. Keep your hand sanitizer on deck. Steve looking at me crazy. Keep the hand sanitizer on deck, please, because I think it's in America. Clark, can you look that up real quick for me, homie? I think it's already creeping in America. It's here. It's here. Okay. Damn. Do you know what state? Damn. Seattle, huh? Was he a Seahawks fan? <laughs> All right. That was fucked up. No. But, you know. <laughs> I'm fucked up for that, dog. I'm really. If you watching this, please. It was just jokes, but um, yeah, man. So the best thing I can tell you, just keep up with your um sanitation and um wash your hands. You got kids at home, tell they little badass, wash their hands before they eat, and um, you know, just when you go to the restaurant, you go Chick Fil A. Make sure, hey, did you wash your hands? You know what I'm saying? Cause Wherever rest of all you go, cause this shit's serious, man. This ain't like the what's the last shit was called Ebola. No, what's the last joint? Ebola. H one. Yeah, yeah, one of them. Yeah, I remember the bird flu like '08, cause I was a senior in high school. The swine flu, swine flu. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Gucci man had a mixtape called Bird. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. So shit ain't a game. So stop taking it as one. Like you know, keep the hand sanitizer on deck in the car. Keep the wipes. You know what I'm saying? Tell your girl to wash her hands. Wash her vagina. No, I'm just um, nope. Shouldn't call <laughs> like no. <nope. laughs> but yo, um, before I wrap it up, any of y'all fellas got questions for me? Before I, before I um take it, take it to episode three, close it out. Nobody got questions for me? I, I asked you a question. What's up? You was talking about love. You got real sentimental. Yeah, you. man. Uh, that was my mood music. And, but then you also talk about getting older and turning 30. All this. Right. As you get older, your opinions on love will, will kind of change a little bit. Because, you know, from a female perspective, it, it, it's a, it's a sliding <laughs> slide. It's right. Like younger females, they feel one type of way. Mm-hmm. As they get older, biological clock, all that stuff. So what's your opinion on that? Uh, I, I, I think so. It, it will. Um, even now, you know, what I thought about monogamy at 28, I, I'll just say four years ago when I was 24, I thought, I thought this shit was, you know, totally different. I thought that, you know, it was going, to, it was a certain way, but as I get older, I'm realizing so I'm realizing so much about life. Like it's not, it's it's one of those things where what I'm trying to say is the older you get, the more really, the more you come more grips with reality. And I think that's the biggest. So with love, it's one of those things, the perception I had of it is nothing like it was. I you know, when I was younger, you you know, you read, man, you get a wife and kids picket fence. That shit don't happen like that, dog. Like it's constant work. You know what I'm saying? I used to think marriage was the one of the worst things a brother can do, like, God, don't turn in your car, don't do it. But if you really love that woman, do it, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's something I gotta, you know, tell myself, cause I'm like, man, you know, cause growing up, I didn't see the best example, you know, of that. So I was like, man, I don't want this for myself. So I was really in fear of having that lifestyle for me. But, you know, you have a, a, a beautiful wife and she's solid, she gonna help you grow, you know what I'm saying? It takes a good woman to, you know, straighten your ass up. And I think that's what a lot of cats is missing, you know what I'm saying? So, um, 
as far as the ladies out there, uh, I'm sorry, but you're going to stay single forever. And um, it's just what it is. You know, don't come up to me. No, I was kidding. If you, I feel like everybody going to cross paths with that person that they supposed to, Claude. Um, well, it, it, but it's not going to be on your fucking time. You know what I'm saying? I think when people fuck up, they go look for the shit. Like they, they, like they're trying to read a book like, oh, you like, you know, like you lose something in your crib. Like say you lose your fucking remote. You look for it for hours and hours. And you're like, man, fuck it. I ain't going to look for it. Then it's like, just pop up right there. I think that's what pretty much love is. And, and, and just not even love, just real shit in life, period. You know what I'm saying? So if you fellas, if you looking for a prostitute, stop looking and it's going to, she going <laughs> to Yo, that's it for me, man. So, season two, episode two, Goose Speaks podcast, Shift Division Media for Life. Shout out to Cash, Claude T, Fuck Mike. Um, nah, shout out to Big Mike. And uh, yeah, man, so holla at me. This probably be out later on this week or when I feel like it. Um, uh, let's shoot for maybe Thursday, Friday, whatever. Give my team time to do their thing with it. And uh, that's it, man. So I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Um, next, nah, this is my quarter for this month. So y'all ain't gonna catch me to April. Nah, I'll do one more this month. That, that'll be my quarter for March. And then you'll catch me sometime in, in April. But I will be around popping up on the pour up, interrupting they shit as they record as usual. And look for me. Um, yeah, just look for your boy, man. I'm out of here.